Hey everyone, this is BMOC. Just want to let you know, tonight's show was the first time in over a year and a half of shows that we've recorded with all three of us in the same room. We were in my garage with the door open to the summer night, so uh, you are going to hear things like cars going by on occasion and crickets. And we set this up kind of last minute, so I was only able to monitor two of the microphones, and unfortunately we had some problems with that third mic. So at times it sounds a little echoey or you hear some rattling and some pops. We've done uh, our best to clean all that up in post, but I just wanted to let you know, as we get better at these live recordings, our audio quality will improve. All right, let's get to the show. Hey everybody, this is Pete Brown, the big man on campus, host of Sports Wednesday. I want to say thanks to our sponsors, Hoopsters, the basketball-themed board game you can only get at hoopsters.store for donating both their pre-roll and mid-roll ads for the month of July to let us talk about Pelotonia. The Pelotonia is a fundraising bike ride that raises funds that support cancer research for the James Cancer Center here in Columbus, Ohio. Fighting cancer in and of itself is a great thing and worth your support, but here at Sports Wednesday, it's a little more personal than that. As longtime listeners to the show know, back in 2012, our musical director, the maestro Brian Hake, was diagnosed with AML, a form of leukemia, and he was treated at the James successfully. He is now seven years cancer-free and has ridden in seven Pelotonias since that time. And I know we like to joke with Maestro during our Cancer Question segment, but the truth is, he's here with us today because of the work they do at the James. I remember visiting Maestro once a week or so back when he was sick and he was there at the James, and I saw it firsthand, the amazing work that they do there. So I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that this is a cause worth supporting. The Coach Maestro and myself will all be riding 100 miles in the Pelotonia this year, and if you'd like to donate to our rides, here's what you do. Head to pelotonia.org, that's P-E-L-O-T-O-N-I-A dot org, for my ride, backslash Pete Brown, for Coach's ride, backslash Baseball Guy, and for Maestro's ride, backslash B. Hake. And as I record this promo, I just want to let you know, Maestro's fundraising is way behind this year. So if you have to pick one of our rides to donate to, let it be Maestro's. If there's one thing I know you'll agree with, it's that cancer sucks. We here at Sports Wednesday thank you in advance for considering a donation. Good times, everybody. Good times. Now on to the show. doing a sports wednesday workout no why wouldn't you be leave now and we'll let you know at the halfway point when you can turn around and head home all right we're gonna cue coach in three two one we're back from an off week and nobody i mean nobody has the inside scoop like a baseball guy which is me on the major league baseball trade deadline it's coming soon Plus, this is Maestro, and I get my last cancer question from BMOC. Ooh, I could steal. Unless Coach steals before Pelotonia, which is this Saturday. Oh, yeah, he does. And we've got plenty of baseball hot takes. We stop by History Corner with BMOC. And we lay down some sick sports trade trivia. Everybody live! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. Sports talk for the medium fan. That means we know the big storylines, but we quite often get those details wrong. Apologize about that in advance. As long as you're cool with it, you're going to have a heck of a time listening to this show. My name's Pete Brown. I'm the big man on campus. You'll hear my co-host call me BMOC. That's what that stands for, big man on campus. Let me tell you about those guys. This guy. This guy. This guy, this guy spends 8 to 10 hours a day at a skate park all summer <laughs> long. It's the coach, basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. A little tired. And that live music intro came from this guy. <laughs> this guy. He's batting a thousand when it comes to answering cancer questions. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. 
playing live acoustic guitar tonight. How are you, Maestro? Doing good. I'm a little stinky from our uh, evening uh, bike training ride. Uh, that's right. As Maestro just alluded to, we are riding in the Pelotonia Bike Ride for Cancer Research here in Columbus. And we did a 15-mile ride tonight, the three of us, and then we drank a beer, and now we're in BMOC's garage doing a live show. Right now on the live stream, there's actually 177,000 viewers. Ooh, we're 2,000 more than last time. That's amazing. That's amazing. Before we get into today's show, I just want to remind you all, you can follow the show on the social medias, on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sports Singular Wednesday, and then over on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. How are we doing on Instagram? Uh, we're still sitting at a solid 118. We just won't move we from 118. One. We picked one. up one from last time. So we're at 118. So, Maestro, give me a quick take. What do you think of all the original content that Coach and I posted while we were on vacation? Oh, my God. It was fantastic. You guys rocked it. And it was funny. I was I was on vacation last week, a family reunion up on Lake Erie, and uh, some of our loyal family followers couldn't get enough. The the video of, of um, Coach pitching. Nice. The, the strike and stuff, and then him being super close. They love, they love that one. I got numerous comments that... They really enjoyed it, so kudos to you guys. I know it was all BMOC. Original content. That was original content, and I, I just want to say there was nothing faked about the head injury I received at the skate park trying to drop in. <laughs> I got to say that oh. that one had a little bit of a Benny Hill vibe to it. I don't know, but I liked it. I was there live. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, that was some original content. I, I would have loved it. No bum, trick bum, cameras. Bum, 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 Actually, that's funny. Remind me after the show. I want to tell you a story about that Benny Hill music uh, that relates to my head injury at the at the skate park. I just it's not the kind of story I can I can share on this family program. Well, do follow us on Instagram. There's a lot of fun videos on there. Just head to the page, and you're going to get lost in the BMOC original content wormhole. Also, folks, Sports Wednesday merch it's available. <laughs> We've done a great job of that. We got a kid going to college. We got Sports Wednesday sheets. We got Sports Wednesday. We got Sports Wednesday mini skirts, notebooks, mugs, t-shirts, you name it. We got it. Just head to sportswednesday.com, click on merch. We've got our throwback original logo. We've got our official new blood and blue logo. And of course, we also have the under the lights logo. All three designed by Maestro. All three look great. Our merch sales have been through the roof. Keep it up, folks, at Sports Wednesday merch. Show the world that you care to a medium level about sports. David Blatt. Okay, everybody, the show's split into two parts, the morning commute, the evening commute. We try and keep each to about six minutes. Never quite gotten there. But let's do it now, Maestro. Time for the morning commute. Well, everybody, we've exhausted every other sport topic that's going on right now. And that means we've got a lot of baseball on tap for you tonight, starting with the Major League Baseball trade deadline, which if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning when the show first comes out, and why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you? The deadline's at 4 p.m. today. We are recording in advance, so some of the big deals haven't been done yet. But Coach is going to clue us in on the big trades that we expect to see happen before 4 o'clock today. Coach? Okay, so so the trade deadline basically has evolved into something. It's 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 basically boils down to pitching because it, it, this crop of what people need, the hitting is not there. There's just not a lot of hitters that are available. So there's, there is some pitching. However, because of certain teams getting back into races and certain teams doing weird things, a lot of the pitchers that were supposed to be available are gone. Number one, Madison Bumgarner. Um, San Francisco, way out. Now they're back in. He's not going anywhere. Two, Marcus Stroman was supposed to be the prize jewel, and somehow the Mets pick him up for no reason. So now it's really left to the starting pitching. It's going to be Trevor Bauer, Syndergaard, and Mike Miner, who is uh, for the Rangers. So those are your starting pitchers. And then, of course, with any reliever, there's going to be a bunch of guys we've never heard of that other teams are going to want. But the big moves, the Yankees are going to make a splash, and they're going to get a pitcher. It just depends on which one they get. So I, I thought Syndergaard was not on the market. He, oh, he is. 
So what they did is basically what the Mets are painting this Marcus Stroman thing is they've got Marcus Stroman and they've got him under contract for two years, even though Noah Syndergaard is under contract for three years, but he has got, he's the guy that's got so much potential and they're just not waiting anymore. So they're basically trading Stroman for Syndergaard and now they're going to use Syndergaard thinking they're going to get a King's ransom for him. Who do you think will take him? For me, I think right now the Yankees were looking at Marcus Stroman and now they can't get him. I think the Yankees are going to go hard for Trevor Bauer or they're going to go for Noah Syndergaard. So at some point at the trade deadline, one of those two pitchers are going to be a Yankee after this. Wait, aren't the Indians a contender? Yes, but see, the Indians are a contender. But the Indians need hitting. The Yankees have one hitter, Clint Frazier, who is major league ready, and he's sitting in AAA because they have 12 outfielders. You know, they're bashers there. So the Indians could be pride to give up Trevor Bauer because they have a wealth of pitching to give him up and get that hitter. Uh, okay, you know, Coach, you've recorded live with Maestro before. Correct. Does he wander around the basement? Down? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. He's a wanderer. Okay, he's kind of like Donald Trump he just is. wandering through the crowd. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Usually when I talk, he just kind of walks away from me. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, t- Coach, give me your prediction for the surprise trade. So the surprise trade, here's what I'm going to say. The, the Reds have, have, have gone on and on that they're not going to give up their players. The Reds... They're going for it. They're only 10 and a half back. The Reds at this point are going to have a fire sale. Yasiel Puig is going to be on a different team. Stennett's going to be on a different team. They're going to, they're going to fire sale. And there's going to be big players that are going to make it from there. But really, I mean, I wish I could say that there's going to be a big move. But a lot of the... Like Madison Baumgartner, look, we, I would love to sit there and say, where is he going to go? He's not going anywhere. He's staying in San Francisco. So it's kind of a, a lame trade deadline. I got you. Are the Cubs going to go after anybody? See, the Cubs need... The Cubs need... Uh, this is traditionally the Cubs have money episode. Yes. <laughs> they do have money. They need relievers. So, I mean, they need middle relievers. So it's going to be guys that we've never heard of. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And they, they, they could use an outfield bat, but there's no outfield bat. So. All right. So I love, uh, I love when we make predictions about something that most people will have happened by the time mm-hmm. most people hear the show because then it just reveals that we're total idiots. <laughs> this one will. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So always are you guys ready now to play some pepper? Yes. yes. All right. So here, here's what it is. I got a list of things, innovations in baseball, and I'm going to throw them out there, and you guys both give me your hot takes. Okay. Okay. You doing all right there, Maestro? I am. I still haven't come up with my final thought yet. Right. Okay. Okay. It'll come. It'll come. Uh, number one, during the All-Star game, we had players mic'd up during the game. Do you see that becoming a regular season or a post-season TV feature? No. I don't think so, but is there, any, is there like an inside the NFL for the MLB? Like a weekly show on any? Where they have this them mic'd up and then they play yeah, it. This, this week in baseball. That could be, that could be cool. <laughs> Twin notes. No, I don't see that happening because I just don't think like in a high-pressure situation that there's going to be people that are going to want to do it. Yeah, I think there was one first baseman, like he was mic'd up and he, they got in out at first base and then he's like, I don't think I was on the bag. Like, that would be problematic in the playoffs. Yes, it would. So, okay, so just an all-star game thing. All right, so I want to talk about the Atlantic League, which we have all – we're huge Atlantic League fans. I'm a big fan of the Atlantic I didn't realize it, though. The Atlantic League is actually Major League Baseball's testing ground yes. for stuff. So for the rest of the year, since their All-Star game, they're using robot umpires to call balls and strikes. What I love I it. I love it. I love it. You guys both oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I believe it's actually radar assisted. It is. I think there's an umpire. So what happens is the way I've, I've read it is, is the ump gets a quick feed on what, he, what it is, yeah. and he has to make a decision and say no. Yeah. So he says what he's told it is. Yeah. I could totally see this pushing all the way down to Little League. Oh, God, if it could, it would stop brawls. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder, too, like, if a robot, let's say there's a robot ump, and he's also, I, I know, that like, at certain ballparks, they have that counter that, like, speeds the yeah. game up. Yeah. I wonder if that robot in his head, like, once that ball goes into the glove and he calls the pitch, I'm saying it's a he, but it could be a she. It could be a she. That right away, there's, like, ten, nine. Eight, you know, and the yeah. pitcher's got to yeah. get ready. I got gotcha. you. Well, speaking of that, another innovation there in the Atlantic League, the time limit between innings is currently 2 minutes and 30 seconds. They have reduced it to 1 minute 45 seconds. Nice. Oh, I love that. Love that? Yeah, so I, I watched an Indians game on Major League Baseball, 
and it was on YouTube and they had a clock. So there's no commercials and they just have a two minute break between it. Yep. And I loved it because it was like boom, boom, boom. And they got right to it. They've got to cut that down. Yeah. So far, you guys are two for two on Atlantic League innovation. I love Atlantic League. All right. In the Atlantic League now, you can steal first base on any dropped ball. Any, any drop ball. ball? Any drop ball. Like you can do it now on a drop third strike, right? Right. Any, but any, any pass ball. ball, you can steal first base. Hmm. I don't like that at all. Yeah. That's Here's too gimmicky the key for me. It, it is. And as, as a father of a catcher, that puts so much pressure on catchers, I think. To me, it diminishes the great pitch. Unfortunately, it puts pressure on catchers, but it's really garbage pitches that cause those. I know, yeah. but yeah. garbage, I mean, that, that's it's always going to be the catcher's fault. Although no they, they've got guys that have filthy curves that then when they drop and then they, they lose it. Yeah. yeah, I hate that. Okay, another rule they're experimenting with right now. When you bring in a pitcher, he has to face three batters or end an inning before you can take him out. Ooh. That's in the Atlantic okay. League right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they've talked about bringing this in the Major League, so they're testing it. So he's got to do three, minimum of three batters. Ah, God, that just screams. A guy could hurt his arm. I, I like it. He's not going to hurt his arm in three, three pitchers, three batters. Three batters? You've got a guy that's not set up for but, that? But like the era, I, I think this is about game time again. It is like game time. We're not bringing in one guy to pick, one no, lefty to pick. Strike. It takes away the situational lefty, which for me, I love that. I know, I know it's, there are managers that overmanage and I get that. But when you have the situational lefty that comes in for the one guy and he gets him, it frustrates the hell out of the other manager because he did what he was supposed to do. And then they bring in another, uh, it slows the game down. Mm -hmm. I know that, but it's, it's gamemanship. All right. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just predict coach loves this next one. Current rule. You have to have two infielders on either side of second base. Kills the shift, Coach. I love it. Get rid of the shift. I hate the shift. I was shocked. I was at a uh, Clippers game. Not Yeah, Clippers game a couple weeks ago. Were, uh, were and, you in the Loge? Uh, no. Yeah, we were in the yeah. Loge. Was it nice? It was really nice. Um, but, man, they were, shift, they were literally shifting on every batter. I couldn't believe it. They, they, I'd never seen it. They shift on everything. I hate it. I hate the shift. Hate the shift. But here's Hate the thing. It. Here's the thing, though. I, I kind of like the shift in that it's going to force batters to get better. And I think that that could be really well, cool. Well, here's what I hate, too. I hate the shift. But I also hate that the fact that they get upset when you bunt, when you bunt down the, left, the third base line and you've, you've created the shift. They're like, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can because it's wide open. I would do it every time. I would do it every time. I would, I would force them. It's like, if you're going to shift, I'm going to bunt. Yep. Uh, so, uh, just going back to this Clippers game in the fancy loge, do they have like a spread of snacks or is it like you still have to buy hot dogs and stuff? You, so they have waiters and waitresses. So you, there's a menu in the loge and then they just, you just order, but it's all the same stuff. I gotcha. But they bring it to you. Do they bring it to you and you can just. See, I was at a, I was at a the other, game. At the Bush other Stadium. way, the other half. This is a one yeah. percent with Maestro. So we had seats right right behind. And there's the potties up there too. Their own like no, sets man. of pot. Not not per loge, but yeah, that yeah. whole level's got its own. Potties. But they did that. The waiters come down and they serve you, and you're like, oh, two more beers, two hot dogs, nachos. So I had when I went to uh, Camden Yards. I bought tickets online. I didn't realize this, but whatever deal we bought, we had our own refreshment stand where everything was free. Oh, like an all-you-can-eat. Yes, and like Parkin was like, ah, that's the greatest thing. Like, we can't life. leave, Dad. <laughs> we do that at the Indians when when we go to Hakes on the Lake and we do an Indians game. We we get that package where you're in that sp- section. It's all you can eat. Where it's like all you can eat, and there's ice cream and oh. pretzels and. Now how much did you gain this week at Hakes on the Lake? Uh, I gained six pounds. <laughs> We didn't go to an Indians game. All right. All right. I have one more innovation. Oh, this wait. this one is curious to me. Okay. And they are only doing it in the second half of the season. All right. They are extending the pitching rubber. They're moving it back 24 inches. Two more feet? Yeah. So 62 feet, six inches. They're not changing the, the mound or anything. They're just moving the rubber back. Oh, wow. So my Why? guess is What's this is to purpose? make, I think it's to make it the game more offensive. Absolutely, it is because you're going to take velo. You're going to take velocity off yeah. the ball, and you've got two more feet to watch the ball. Were they, wasn't there? Some, we were talking about them raising the mound or lowering. Raising it. or low, they're going to lower it. Lower because, the mound. Yeah. So, what's the rule? Do you have to have a foot on the rubber? Yes. Well, how does Clevenger do it? He doesn't. 
So he goes, well, I can't, we're at podcast and I yeah. just step back to show you. But well, the live stream people can see. But like when he, he keeps it here and he rocks to the back. So yeah. he like basically has his right foot here. Yeah, he I rocks guess. back with his left and then he does a violent move back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving it two feet back, that cheap, boy, that, I, I feel like that, they've done this already? Uh, I believe it's happening right now for the rest of the season. Yeah, so we'll check. We'll have to look at the uh, Maryland sand crabs and see how they're doing. Big fan of the sand crabs. Big fan of the sand crabs. Okay, so that is uh, that's uh, pepper. What did you guys think of that? I enjoyed that. That was cool. Yeah, good yeah, times. I want to do that again. Good times. Okay, very good. Now I want to go see an Atlantic League yeah. game. I told you. Did I not tell you the Atlantic League was awesome? Did you guys <laughs> go while you were down there on your fancy vacation? No, we didn't. We did not. We did not. There's probably, all, there's probably games going on all over the place. I will, I will say this on our fancy vacation. Like by 11 o'clock every night, we're like, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> so, good times. Okay, uh... Time for an update on the big bucket of cards. You guys ready for the Pat yes. Rocket update? Awesome. So we drew Pat Rocket. Rock my world, BMOC. Two, two weeks ago, and loyal listener Chip, he found Pat Rocket's mortgage business. Thank you, Chip. So I emailed him there, Yeah. and I heard nothing back. <laughs> and I found that he has a Facebook page that he started in March 20th of 2018, and Ooh. March 23rd, 2018, he posted a Bible quote, and then nothing since. Okay. So I reached out there and have heard nothing. So we're 0 for 2. So we can either cut... We'll give it this week, because we don't have a big bucket of cards here, but pick a new card next week. But what about if strategy? somebody was bold yes. amongst the three of us, and I don't know that there is... And reached out to him for financial advice? Called his office... Okay. And said, hey, we sent you this email. Are you interested in doing it? I'd be bold. You're going to do it? I'll try it. All right. We're you, reco- have to, you have to give me a little bit insight, like what I should say yeah, to yeah. make it sound we'll, good. I'll coach you through it. Coach and, me through And it. we'll definitely record it. Okay. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I want to record it. So, All right, I'll do that. So this would be coach a- getting coached. This will be a first for Sports Wednesday where we actually call someone that we're trying yes. to get on this show. Can you guys record the call? That, well, I think we yeah. should. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had a very short career, so I think he, did. he probably got this email. He's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. All right, so we're gonna try calling Pat uh, for the big Pat Rocket bucket of cards. If not, we'll draw after that. All right, you guys know what it brings us to. Oh yeah, is it a fun spot? Oh, I think so. All right. Fun spot. This is why you got to watch the live stream, folks. You really do. Meister just went for the low mic. Twelve cameras, stuff. so many different angles. All right, so this is a new fun spot segment. I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been doing well with the fun spots lately. I call this History Corner with BMO, so you guys know I like the history. You do like history. So what I was going to do is lay out some history to you guys, and then you'll make sounds like I'm blowing your mind. Okay. All right, so you guys, you may or may not know this. Yeah. Jim Bowden died. Yes, a few ball weeks four. ago. Yeah, he wrote Ball Four. Did you? Oh, I love that book. Oh, I love Did that. Did you book. read it ever? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so Ball Four came out in the late '70s, oh, and such a good book. Jim Bont was a pitcher for the Seattle Pilots. Pilots, and he basically kept a record of the year. And it, first of all, like for people of my generation, every sports writer I know has read that book. It, I mean, it just like blew the lid off. Do you have a copy of it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to find one. You're going to read it. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. good. It's I'm, fun. I'm intrigued. It's and actually, great. to write it, he just recorded tapes and they transcribed yeah. them. And then it was edited down. He played, oh, yeah. He played for the Yankees yeah. and then got traded to the... Oh, so, so some of the... I, here are some of my just favorite takeaways from that book since he died recently. Yes. The first was he talked about the, the players having a lot of kind of homoerotic jokes with each other, like slapping each other in the butt and calling each other girlfriend. And that was like verboten. That was like the big scandal when this book came, oh, yeah. came out. Now it, it seems tame. but Oh, like, big time. Like Bowie Kuhn con- condemned the book. Yes. <laughs> Bowie Kuhn, oh my God. He was the commissioner. Yes, I know. Time. Okay, so Jim Bouton, he, this was what I was, thought was interesting. He was a high school prospect. Some teams were looking at him, and then nobody came to sign him. So him and his dad wrote a letter and sent it to all 28 teams that said, Jim's about to sign with the team. Please get your offers in. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, and then the Yankees said, well, you can come to spring training. So he went to spring training. Here's what I thought was interesting. He said he he could throw the ball hard, 
Yes. But only to a 12-inch square. He's like, no pitcher can throw more accurate than that. Yes. <laughs> at least at that time. Oh, God, no. Uh, and then he made the team. Right, he doesn't have an agent or anything. So on the first day or the last day of spring training, the, the clubhouse manager comes by, hands him a contract and a pen, and says everyone gets the minimum the first year, and he just signed it. He didn't even question it or yeah. not. Yeah, he just jumped right in. Like I was like, that's so crazy that that happened. And then in the Yankees clubhouse, you could have all the soft drinks you want for free, but if you wanted the orange juice, you had to pay a dollar. <laughs> And he said the whole season was this argument between the players and the clubhouse manager because all they wanted was the so orange juice. juice. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the history part. Ready for this question? Right. So throughout this throughout this book, he's always referring to sanitary socks, right? Which are the white tube socks you wear underneath your stirrup. They're really socks, thin, right? Thin socks. And I was always like, why does he call them sanitary socks or tube socks? And I looked into the history of these socks. Okay, you guys ready for this? Yeah. This can blow your mind. So back in the day. Like, uh, the Red Sox would dye their socks red for yeah. the players, right? But the dye was toxic. So if you got spiked and got a cut, it would get infected, and it could, you could have serious, serious effects. Uh, so, so these are the socks you wore in between those other socks. So the, so the Red Sox started wearing white socks underneath, sanitary socks, and then it was too much to get their feet into the shoes, so they cut off the bottoms of the Red Sox into stirrups, like today's baseball stirrups. Oh my god! So that's how that started. Basically, toxic dyes. My my dad wore sanitary socks when he played racquetball. Nice. And like there were these thin pair of white <laughs> socks that he wore over his other white socks. I still I, I thought, <laughs> why do you wear these and why are they sanitary socks? We'll have to get them on the show. That's probably why I wear two t-shirts. I blame my dad. So if you ever wondered, because I always wonder, I, mean, I always think stirrup socks are cool. When, yes. I was a, when I was a little leaguer, I pulled but, them way up. I was like, cool. But that's because they could kill them. Yeah, So, but it goes it goes back to like the Boston Red Sox players basically saying, we don't want to die. <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, That's pretty cool. That's good. This pretty has cool. been, fun, this cool. has been cool. History Corner with BMOC. Woo! And that wraps up another... reached the halfway point of this fine run you're running. It's time to turn around and head home. Go! <laughs> that was that was a lesson. That is that's this is good stuff. Well, you know, I posted a little history lesson on the sports website Instagram. Yes, there, which you need to subscribe and check it out. Check it out if you love presidential history. If you love Rutherford B. Hayes, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Laying it down. Are you doing okay there, Maestro? Okay. <laughs> I have always wondered, like, what is going on in your face while we're recording the podcast, and so far it's living it's, up to it. it is. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, we got to give it up for the good people at Hoopsters. They've given oh, up Hoopsters. Been rolling so we can do a cancer question. The Pelotonia is on Saturday. We had a little pre-Pelotonia meeting. We are going for a hundred miles. We're gonna ride them. What's the forecast lately? Anyone know, Coach? 85, 10%, 85 degrees, 10% chance of rain. What's the humidity, though? Tell me. It's 77 degrees. <laughs> 10%. So it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be dry. It's going to be dry. It's a little known fact. Hoopsters HQ is not far from here. It's actually this tub underneath <laughs> right here in my garage. Uh, okay. Wow. So I had a lot of cancer questions. Everybody knew this was the last one before Palatonia. So they were sending them in. And I like this one, okay? So someone wrote in and said that they, they knew a guy who had a tattoo. And this tattoo was a picture of himself holding his own head in his hands. And above it, it said, been through it. Oh, wow. <laughs> been through what? His struggles in life. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't get that part of the story. But I thought, Maestro, if you were going to get a, a tattoo to summarize your cancer experience, Ooh, what would it be? You know, that's funny because I've thought about getting a tattoo many times you know i thought about get, i think even pelotonia has they do like free the arrows tats, they do free on the friday night before Ooh. i thought about that i thought you know i know leukemia's color is orange i know like breast cancer is pink leukemia and like all the blood cancers i think lymphoma too is orange 
So I thought about doing something like that, but um, I don't, BMOC, you might remember this, but like around the time I was recovering and at home and drinking AMLs with you, there was a lot of bluebirds yes. flying around oh, yeah, me. Yeah, real bright ones. Yeah, and, um, and I haven't really seen them since, which is interesting. But anyway, um, I'm real, key, real keyed into the bird spirit animals lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at that time, there was a lot of bluebirds. So I thought about getting some sort of bluebird. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I, I, that was one of the first things you told me, too. Yeah. You know, like I was just looking out the window, and there's this super bright eastern bluebird. And I don't even remember. I, I think bluebird, bluebirds... or you just had so many AMLs that you just thought you saw it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I, I don't know the, the, the spirit vibe of bluebirds. I think they're just about positivity mm-hmm. and you know positive energy, yeah. which was kind of my thing yeah. that whole time anyway. It was just... Yeah. Kick it to the curb. Uh, kick it to the curb, yeah. So that would probably be it, some sort of bluebird. But bluebirds are also, when I started looking at like tattoos and stuff, yeah. they're, they're kind of cliched yeah. in oh, a really? way. Like people get them, almost like the, the dolphin or the, yeah. you know, so I was yeah. like, eh, I don't know. I'd have to come up I've with something. I've never seen one, though. I've seen plenty I've of dolphin tramp stamps. Yeah. I just, I would, <laughs> dolphin tramp you've, seen, you've seen plenty of tramp stamps, Pete? Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's okay. I'll have my wife listen to this segment and she'll explain to me why that was funny. Uh, once I walk in 12 feet and I tell Mrs. BMOC that Brian is interested in the spirit animal bluebird, like you're going to get oh, oh, you're tons get of stuff because she knows all about that stuff. So it just can't be one of those like Disney bluebirds, like zippity doo dah. No, no, no. It's going to be bad. Well, I've even, I, you know, I remember back in probably 2012, 2013, I did a lot of like sketches and stuff. Yeah. That, just never landed on anything. Yeah. So. Could you get a bluebird sitting on a Pelotonia arrow drinking an AML? Oh. Where would I put it? What you my, do, my entire back? Here's what I would say. <laughs> if you could do it, the picture you sent us, I think it was last year from Hake on the Lake, and you had that AML sitting on that right by the lake. Yeah, on the app. Like, yeah. if you could have that, it would have to take up your entire back. Damn, that would be awesome. I'm sorry, Coach, I didn't give you a chance to steal. Did you want to steal that one? I'm good. So he passes on the, I steel. Pass on the steel one more time. That was yeah. a good question. It wasn't too too harsh. I know. No, like, wow. We started out dark this year. There were some right? heavy yeah, ones. But I enjoyed that. Yeah. I like watching him. Uh, yeah. Watching him struggle a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, okay, Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll point out uh, the people on the live stream, of course, can see he's wearing a Pelotonia jersey. Oh, yes. It's one of his survivor jerseys. He gets a special jersey, except for this year because I forgot to say he's a survivor. I should have checked. I apologize about that when I picked up our jerseys. Well, I'll get one of these again on Friday night. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. 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 He's cool. a badass. I could, I could write Survivor really nice on, in pen. You could just sing Survivor songs for 100 miles. Bum, bum, bum. All right. That was the cancer question. Holy smokes. We're, we're up to the evening commute. I know. Oh, that's music, huh? Oh, wait. Why does that sound familiar to me? Yeah. That was a, a Weld Hall song. Was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. It was a poor rendition, but... Was it the one that went, Pete? I think so. Or nice. Like that, yeah. Very cool. Okay. Evening Commute, we like to update our scoreboard. We do some locks of the week so you can earn a little money, and then we do some trivia. Uh, I actually did update this. This is incorrect on the, on the show sheet. So I felt bad two locks of the weeks ago when we did Tour de France. We all got donuts. Yes. So I try to make something a little easier by saying, let's do a box trifecta baseball. That yes. was actually way too easy because all three of us got three points on those. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I will say Maestro's Pirates had to come through late on Sunday, but they did. Uh, so our current standings, all three of us remain tied 40 of 73. That is way above 50%. Wow. And so, again... God, you really have to invest your money in these locks. When we say, just just go get a second mortgage. It's not hard. Get a home equity loan. And just double it down. Look, go to the payday loans and really take a chance, and you'll at least double it. At least. And you can pay it back sometime. So this week, uh, so it's either a game tonight, the 31st, or tomorrow night, Major League Baseball, you're telling us a team that's going to win. Let's go with Maestro, because he had cancer. 
yeah. <laughs> Cancer goes first. Well, you know, I hate the Yankees, but they've been good to me the last few weeks, the last few locks. So I'm going to go with them. They're playing the Diamondbacks on the 31st. I'm going to say they win, and they win solidly. Oh, okay. All right, Coach. What do you got? I'm going to do what I always do, and I'm going to bet against the Marlins, and I'm going to go with the Twins. Twins over the Marlins. Over the Marlins. Yes. I knew you were going to go you for that. You know that. You know I'm anti-Marlin. And that's, is that Thursday night or Friday? That's or the Wednesday, 31st. The 31st? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little risky, but I'm gonna, I, I feel like oh, I know what you're doing. the presence of BMOC is going to carry the Cincinnati Reds to victory on Wednesday over the Pirates. Over the Pirates. Fuckos. It's in Cincinnati. It's an afternoon game. You know that Cincinnati loves their baseball, and I'm going to that game, so it's going to give me something to choose. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going. Yes, he's going to be so, Wait, wait. So that's... But that's first. It, what what time of day is it? It's twelve thirty-five. Oh, so that'll be before the trade deadline. That's correct. Before they dump all their players. Oh, so they're, oh. you're going to go? Wait, Yasiel Puig's not in the lineup. Where is? Nope. It? Yeah. So if Coach predicts, my prediction comes through. Pirates are going to beat him by seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a side bet. <laughs> a side bet. I'm feeling a side, side bet, bet with Coach. All right, let's do it. Side bet, right okay, here. So your side, side bet. Okay. God. So How about the thirty extra miles on Sunday? <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, yeah. How about uh, Coach has to ride Pelotonia in his uh, coach pants? <laughs> oh. Now those are those are some pretty big stakes. Those are. Uh, I'll tell you what, Coach. Let's do. I wish you still had the uh, "I suck" T-shirt because I would wear that during <laughs> Pelotonia. Everyone would be like, he's wearing the yellow jersey. Oh, yes. it's not a good one. It's not a good one. Um, all right, throw some steaks at me. What do you got? All right, well, let's do... Um, Here, I got it. Yes, go. Five random Cleveland Indian baseball cards. Done. Okay? Done. And you got the Pirates. I got the Reds. Right. Plus, 31st. Plus seven. What? Wait, no, 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 no. We, we don't straight want to Straight up. Plus we'll seven. do it straight up. Straight up. Straight up. up. All right. That makes good sense. We were able to make it about the Indians after all. Of course it is. It all <laughs> comes back to the Indians. Okay. So those are your locks of the week. Take them. Make some money, folks. Come on. Really take a You're chance. welcome, America. Yes. God, we made people rich. I'm sure of it. All right. You guys ready for some trivia? You want to do a little trivia music? Trivia. Trivia. I'm loving the acoustic. All right, in honor of the trivia. baseball trade deadline, we're doing sports trade trivia. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out. I think mine's an easy one. That's what I throw it at you guys. All right, go ahead. This is a Who Am I? Okay. I am a former AL Cy Young winner, mm-hmm. traded at the trade deadline in back-to-back years, went to the World Series in back-to-back years with two different teams, both lost. And it happened in the 2000s. Can you, re- you repeat that real yeah. quick? I am a former AL Cy Young winner, Oof. traded at the trade deadline back-to-back years to teams that went to the World Series and lost. Mm. Can, you throw, can you throw us a bone? Is he a righty or a lefty? I, I have a bone that will give it away, I think. Uh, that's a bone that will give it away? So back-to-back years he was traded. I know. Traded. He's a righty, by the way. Oh, okay, he's a righty. Back-to-back years he was traded, and they lost both times, but he was traded to a team that went to the World Series. In the two thousand, Cy Young winner, righty, former Cleveland Indian. Oh, is it Cliff Lee? It is Cliff Lee. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I knew it. So two thousand nine traded to the Phillies, Phillies and, and then, then traded to the Rangers. Rangers. Yes, yeah. Cliff so Lee. Phillies lost to the Yankees, and the Rangers lost to the Giants. Yep. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Can I just tell you, in a million years, yeah. I would have never got that. You never got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Maestro? Uh, mine's a little bit more... Maestro's going off book. This is just off the top of his head. A little bit more trade deadline history. Um, Do you guys know what year the trade line officially was put into practice with both leagues? Oh. Because it goes back a ways. The deadline. The first time the deadline was put in? Yep. Both leagues. All right, deadline. I'm going to say 1930. 
I'm going to say it's way past that. I'm going to say the trade deadline had something to do, I'm going to say it's like 71. Oof. Pete is very close. It's 1923. Really? Yeah, the trade deadline? So here's wow. the thing about the trade line. It went into practice in 1923, and it went into practice because of the trade of Babe Ruth from Boston oh, to New York. Wow. It pissed so many people off because when it happened yeah. and how it happened, yeah. that it, and it took them three years to kind of get it figured out. That, and then Was 19- that like a late-season trade? It was, it was a late-season trade, yeah. But um, so, yeah, it was like June 15th, mm-hmm. 1923. And then it was June 15th was the trade deadline for 60 years. Wow. And then in 1985 or 1986, after the big strike, yeah. they, pushed they, it ch- the they pushed it to the 31st, where it's been ever since. That was a good one. That was a That's history really corner good. with Maestro. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well done. Did you think they had to, like, send in their trades to the commissioner's office by telegram? Telegram. Here we go. Did you guys know too that th- that this year in particular, the whole waiver thing that's gone is gone. Thirty first. That's it. Yeah. There's no like after the uh, which I love. There's no confusion on when you. But there is a lot of specifics about that forty man roster and minor leaguers. So yes. you, there is a way. You know, if you've got like what you're talking about too, like that. If you got a, a big superstar and he gets hurt, and there's a like a triple A guy. That's not on the forty man ro- roster. That's got some chops. You could go after him. You, you can, make can a bring him up. Yeah. All right, coach. What do you all got? Right. That's a good question, Maestro. So my question is all about seventeen parts. Bra- Bradley Lee Gilden. Wow. And you guilds. know you, you know about the guilds. So I'm going to give you three different scenarios why he got traded or how he got traded. So you have to which one is true. There's one truth and. The rest are false. So here we go. First is he got traded to the Kansas City Royals for $75,000 and a tarp tractor. The tractors that bring out the tarp. The other one is he got traded to another team, the Seattle Mariners, for himself. What do you mean? He got traded for himself. Okay. So they traded him to the Mariners and they traded him back? That's what they're saying, yes. And the last one is he got traded to the A's for a minor leaguer... And future Hall of Famer, Catfish Hunter. So Bradley Lee Gilden. Okay. And he played for the Yankees. Which one is true? Is it to Kansas City for $75,000 in a tarp tractor for himself or for uh, Catfish Hunter? Boy, what do you think, Maestro? That himself thing is kind of Inception-like. It's hurting my brain. Yeah. And like I'm thinking, like remember I traded a guy uh, to to the training department for a scanner that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go Kansas City in the Kansas tractor. Kansas City in the tarp tractor. What do you want to do? That's the one I was going to do. But let's just go with trading for himself because that's so outlandish that I don't know that coach would have come up with that on his own. Oh, good. So which one are we go? You're going with that one. You're I'm going. going you're- okay. So here is the story of Bradley Lee Gilden. Gilden. One of four players in history to be traded for himself. So basically, when he was traded to the Seattle Mariners, he was traded for a player to be named later. He was the player to be named later. <laughs> That's happened four times? Four times. It's happened. I'll tell you the four players. It's Bradley Lee Gilden, Harry Cheedy, Dickie Knowles, and John McDonald, who actually was an ex-Indian. So those are the four players in history that have been. So do you think when he got back to the Yankees, he's they're like, "Hey, we really hope this will work out." (laughs) He's like, "What the hell?" (laughs) Did they bring in bagels and uh, donuts for his arrival? (laughs) That's like the abusive relationship of baseball. It really is. (laughs) I'm going back. Okay. All right. Go back to the Yankees. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. I got to say, three solid trivia questions there, everybody, and our time is looking great, Maestro. You ready? You got a drink there? Take a big drink. It's time. Final thoughts. For final thoughts. Final, final, final thoughts. thoughts. So, yeah, you know, me and my final thoughts, I'm usually asking you guys questions or trying it's, to it's, dish them off. It's class participation. I, I have struggled. I was it's on the ride. I was thinking about it on the ride, and, you know, I usually try to spin it about my kids and baseball or some other bullshit. And actually, it is a. Indirectly about my kids, but it's more about. Uh, by the way, Maestro, I saw uh, I saw the baseball team pimping your kids. Yeah, it was not cool? Twitter. That was yeah, awesome. Was. I, I, re- I retweeted that. that. Yeah, that coach is a great guy, and he actually 
contributed to my ride. So yes. he's one of my favorite people. But anyway, um, so there's been a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard in the news. There's been a lot about uh, this kid winning the Fortnite tournament. Yeah. Three million Three bucks. Three million bucks. Um, and it, <sighs> mm-hmm. Yep. So my kids play a lot of video games, a lot. And I, yep. I know many kids do. Um, and I'm one of those guys that wants kids to be... Oh, am I too tight? A lot, I want a lot of kids to... I'd prefer kids be outside, playing a sport or whatever. But this is a, this is a, a sea change in kids. And uh, it's undeniable when a kid can make that kind of money yeah. in a tournament. It's like, what... You know, that's that's a bigger purse than Wimbledon. It's uh, it's literally changed us from yelling at our kids stop playing video games to keep playing get vi- better at video games right. and start winning yeah. stuff. So that's the Fortnite tournament. I mean, how many other little side tournaments are there going yeah, on? Where yeah, esports esports is huge. It's weird to us, but we're not the audience for it. Right? Not at all. All that, those kids, all our kids. That was in, that was in Arthur Ashe Stadium, and I saw a video of it, and it was packed. I mean, it wasn't sold out, but it was yeah. packed. And, right. like, people are watching other people playing video games because they got all those monitors. I'm like, wow, that is just crazy. I, I saw one, I think the, the boy, he's 13, he finished ninth, and there was just this video of him hugging his dad. Like, he was just completely over... It, yeah. It gave you all the feels. Yes. Oh, I it bet. It was one of those. And so, I don't know what my final thought is, but only just to say that, like... <laughs> It's it is undeniable, and it's it's not just video games. It's also like the streaming aspect, right? You could be a kid, and you know my youngest son is is a complete Looney, Looney Tune. But if he had the gumption to start a streaming like a, a YouTube channel, yeah. I think if he if he did it, he would probably be pretty funny. Yeah, you know, and it's like there's do money it. in them hills. Yeah. yeah, it's like do it because you probably want to do it on Twitch rather than YouTube. Yes, it's old t- man. Yes. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, they're still my boys are still watching YouTube. There's yeah. still guys out there that they watch regularly. It's, it's not just the it's not just games anymore. It's what do you remember? Our kids were little, and I'd be like, "Park, I make sure Xander gets a chance to play." And Xander'd be like, "I like watching." Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Without a doubt. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not even about it's it starts out video games, and these guys are playing video games, but then they become it's it's a their personality. Well, they're a brand. They become a brand. They start selling merch. And then they start doing other stuff. They start doing vlogging, you know, because these kids are buying in and they like this person. And they, the person's like, "I'm going to the grocery store. You guys want to come with me?" Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of media scholars are there's gold in the hills for the academics to look at that. And most most successful gaming people follow the Sports Wednesday model. Of course, they're very well known. <laughs> we have dominated so, that model. Uh, that is interesting. I don't. I don't See, I have, I have, I have, I have one kid that plays a lot of video games and one that doesn't. So I've seen both sides. Like one side, I'm like, okay, the one kid is out and he's always outside doing stuff, and then the other one is always playing video games. And I've watched him play video games, and he is very good. And I remember mentioning to him, I'm like, well, would you be in a tournament? No, I don't want to be in the tournament. I don't want to do that. Like, but it's almost like the same thing when we have our kids in sports. Like we want to push them to try and, and, and not be afraid Excel, to fail yeah. and right. not be afraid to fail. And it's the same thing. Like now that's become something we're like, okay, well, why don't you give it a shot? Right. And one, one thing, you know, my wife and I were talking about, and this was something that we, we were reading and it was about video games. Now it's different than like when we were growing up and they said, TV melts your brain. Right. And, and there is truth to that because when we were kids and we put in front of the TV, we just zoned out and watched TV but video games, you're actually doing stuff, and you are social. You're social in a different way. It's not, yeah, it is. It's not per- interpersonal, but you are very social with all these people, people that you don't know. It's a different kind of thing, but it's, I don't know. It's yeah. a whole different I mean, Obviously, I worked in the industry for a couple of years where, I mean, first of all, I saw all the research like, this is how we get teenage boys addicted to our games, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's all about producing dopamine uh, in the brain and getting, getting used to that rush, but... It is so big right now that, to me, the tech of saying you can't play video games is setting someone at a disadvantage. Absolutely. They want to do, right? The platforms are there. It's more like, how are you going to manage what you want to do? Correct. I think. Yep. And uh, hmm. I always, you know, I, I tell my boys, I... You guys want to have, like, an Asteroids tournament? Oh. <laughs> Asteroids? God, I love playing it, but I suck at it. But I always tell my boys, and, you know, my boys are, are pretty good athletes, 
in what they do. And I said, man, if you just put mm-hmm. 10%, actually, I'll, I'll lower it to 5%. 5% of the effort you put into these video games. It'd be insane. Into your pitching or your catching or just playing anything. catch. Anything. Or, or school. Or Well, they, they do good at school. <laughs> but know, but even anything else. Like yeah. it could be, you know, and, you know tennis or swimming or anyway. racquetball. We had a lovely moment on vacation where uh, my son decided to announce that I have approved him taking his gaming computer to college. And I was like, <laughs> I have not done that That at is all. not approved. That is not happening. So you're going to have to deal with, uh, with that. That's my final thought. All right. Fortnite, $3 million uh, purse. So, uh, so normally I like not. to try and summarize the final thought. <laughs> I don't think I can. I think it's just Maestro write a story about the Fortnite tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about it. And he'd like his kid to win $3 million. All right. Well, that's it. That's final thoughts, guys. You got anything else? Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe our time tonight. I, I, I can't even guess. Should we guess? Let's give me a note. Go ahead. I'm going to say 48. What do you say, Maestro? 52. Right in between. 49.15. Yeah, I think awesome. I think being in a garage makes it a little faster. It does. All right. I've seen your face. All right. What do they got to do, Coach? Well, seeing that we're in a garage, I want you to go into your garage. I want you to go onto the work table. I want you to look where the nuts and bolts are. And right behind that is your David Blatt bobblehead. David Blatt. I want you to pat him on the head and say, sports, pat him on the head. Hard. Sports Wednesday's all done. Time to bring back the acoustic, the acoustic, the acoustic, the acoustic, the acoustic, the acoustic. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.